Good morning, men. It's good to be with you this morning. I'm excited about what the Lord's put on my heart to teach. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about uh, Luke 16. We'll be in Luke 16. I've got a few things I want to bring up before we go there, because as we talked last week, the importance of the fivefold ministry and these gifts that is there placed upon us, how that's that's intended for us to impact our families, to impact our communities, to impact the church. And so as we do that this morning, I, I'm going to talk about being responsible with the gospel. You know, with the gospel comes a great responsibility. And all of us men now, as as we use our gifts, as our children see us use our gifts even more just because they're with us more, hopefully you're with your children more and maybe with your wife more. But as this happens, uh, the importance of us being responsible with the gospel that Jesus has given us to be responsible with the gifts and the gift sets that he's given us, there's a great call to responsibility. You know, I grew up understanding the importance of responsibility. I wasn't always responsible but I understood the importance of being a responsible person. I remember my mother required us to make our beds. My brother didn't want to make his bed, so he paid me 50 cents supposedly to pay his, to make his bed. Uh, but there was a responsibility. He still, whether he paid for it or whether uh, he made it himself, he had a responsibility to it. It didn't change, right? I watched my parents go to work every day. And many of you remember your parents going to work every day. I rode the bus, and those of you who rode the bus – know that if you didn't show up in a certain amount of time, that you would be left. I saw my sister get left many times. <laughs> uh, it created huge problems. But as we grow up, our responsibility becomes greater, men. Uh, there's no doubt as we grow in the Word of God, uh, there becomes a greater call to responsibility. Other people become affected because of our lack of responsibility. If we're not responsible with what God has given us, then there's no doubt it gives Satan an opportunity. It gives the adversary an opportunity. His demons or the ways of this world are, are the way that the world can influence our families. It gives them opportunity when we are not responsible. So there's no doubt that lack of responsibility is a problem too. Responsible people, I want you to know, have less stress unless they are yoked to what? irresponsible people. If you have children who are irresponsible, let me just ask you a question. Do you have stress? Of course you do. If you have a partner in business who is irresponsible, does it increase your stress? If, if your wife is irresponsible with money, does it increase your stress? Of course it does, right? In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Or what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So we have a responsibility as being the people, the men of God that he's called us to be. Look, there's a lot of irresponsible people out there. I know that uh, some call in sick at work, but if you call in sick and you're not sick, what does that leave? That means somebody else has to take up the slack for your irresponsibility. If you pay taxes and others don't pay taxes, then we are paying taxes, right? We're taking care of someone's lack of responsibility. Uh, if, if you have sex before marriage, right? And the turn and the and the pregnancy is terminated. So they get pregnant and they're terminated. Uh, what a terrible, terrible thing! But there's there was a responsibility to that, and an irresponsible 
irresponsibility to it as well. Uh, today, there's been almost 6 million abortions since Roe versus Wade. And, and of course, uh, uh, I don't think that number's right. I think it's been far more, but that's just here in America. So there's only one thing more costly than caring. And men, this is what it is. It's not caring. If you're looking for promotion in your life, you must learn the art of being responsible. God will promote us according to our ability to handle what he gives, according to our level of responsibility. Have you ever wondered why people who start working at McDonald's make minimum wage? I'll tell you why. Because it's very little uh, responsibility. Should they make more? What about this? Should everyone make the same? Absolutely not. Regardless of time, age, experience, you think everybody should be on the, uh, at the same level? No. No, not according to Jesus. Executives, CEOs, and, and, and there's no doubt they make the big bucks oftentimes because they have the most responsibility. Napoleon once said, there's nothing worse than putting a little person in a big position. So here it is. New levels, new devils, right? So I'm going to start here in Luke chapter 16. Now I preached on this on this, uh, oh, back in the heaven hell message series, which was probably what, two, three months ago, but I didn't preach it from, uh, the, the lack of responsibility with name. So stay with me because I'm teaching this a little bit differently today, but this is a great scripture for us to look at. There was a rich man, Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. So this guy's in bad shape. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm. It's been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let him listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced if someone raises from the dead. You see, there's only one thing more costly than caring, and it's what I've already said. It's not caring. You see, while Lazarus was begging because he had sores and he was desperate in a desperate way, there was a rich man. Nain, who, who would see him every day at his gate, and he had the opportunity to help, but he, he didn't. And like I said, with the gospel comes great responsibility. I would have liked, uh, and, uh, and of course this is a parable, but I would have loved to have heard uh, Jesus explain what Nain's gifts were, his gift sets, what he had been given in life. Obviously, he had been given the gift of, of business and of stewardship to some degree because he had wealth. He was a, a wealthy man, but he did not see the things of God. He was not responsible with what God had blessed him with. 
You see, um, the Bible makes it clear that we will be held accountable to God, men. Love God, love yourself, love people. Irresponsibility only contains one of those. Everything matters. Everything, every moment can be the difference for someone else. Everything, any time that you are responsible, can it can make the difference for someone else, men. And any time you are irresponsibility or that I'm irresponsible, I live in an irresponsible way. What happens? It puts others at risk. My children could be at risk. The, 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 the time I could have sown seed, I lost that time, right? I had the seed. I just chose not to sow it with the time that God allotted me. And, and there are times, men, that that's my greatest conviction. You know, I'm outside messing with the yard, messing with a mower, messing with something. I always got the next thing on the list that I want to try to get to. And what happens is God may be calling me to go sow seed with the children. The parable of the last judgment here in Matthew chapter 25, some receive a blessing. You, you remember the parable of the last judgment, Matthew 25, where he separates the sheep uh, from the goats, one from another. He says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me, right? Uh, that, that you saw things or you didn't see things according to God. You were responsible. You see, it's interesting because even what we just read about here in Luke, their destinies are far, they are poles apart. What separates? Well, one is responsible with little acts of love, kindness, charity, giving. And 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 here's the thing, whatever they need uh, in Matthew chapter 25, right? Whatever they need, uh, the sheep gave. It was on their heart to give. There's the par- parable of the prodigal son. Many of us relate to that parable of the prodigal son. But there's also that faithful son who thought he was being responsible with all of his father's belongings. And yes, his, his, he had all the things of his dad. If you remember, everything that I have is what he says. You have. It's yours. You never left me. You were responsible. But he becomes jealous, and in that jealousy, once again, becomes irresponsible. You see, one got his inheritance and squandered it, you remember, but the other was jealous, and both were very irresponsible when it came to to thinking outside of themselves. They just thought about me, myself, and I, and I say this a lot, but that's the unholy trinity, right, men? And so as we go on, the greatest chance to responsibility, the greatest chance for us to use and be a responsible person is people. That's that's who God has called us to. I mean, we can be responsible with the land if you're a farmer. You can be responsible with a plane if you're a pilot. You can be responsible with your job as a welder and you show up on time. But the greatest opportunity The greatest opportunity to be responsible men is with other people, and that is the gospel in you and you being willing to share it with someone else. You see, with the gospel comes great responsibility. This whole message is on responsibility. With the gifts that you have, the gifts that we just covered from apostle to preacher, teacher, evangelist, right? Those are things, the prophet, those are the fivefold ministry that we just unpacked and we are called to be responsible with those. It's not just another message. It's not just something for our tool belt, but it's something that we should use from our tool belts 
as well. What gets in the way? Limited vision. If our vision is so limited that we only see ourselves, I mean, there's no doubt that we kind of grow up this way. We grow up with limited vision. And then as as you start making money, you say, hey, you know what? I can afford that nice truck now. I'm going to go get that nice truck. That nice house is next on the list. And we're going to go live in that nice house. And then once we get that, hey, we need some more land or we need whatever it is. And and it becomes all-consuming. See, and that's just limited vision. Dives, uh, by the way, the other man in Luke chapter 16, right? You got Lazarus and the other man's name we know is Dive, D-I-V-E. Goofy name, never heard of anyone else named that, but Dive is his name. And he was selfishly eating. He was selfishly indulging. He was forgetting others and and, and forgetting them so that he could self-consume. He wasn't responsible with the lives around him. Dive sin wasn't that he was wealthy. It was in not caring, not caring for those who were right outside the door, not being responsible with what God had given him. See, his sin was that he was blind. He was arrogant. He was indulgent. He was somewhat apathetic towards others. He did nothing so wrong as to send him to jail. I mean, as far as a citizen, he looked like a model citizen probably. Today, those, many times, that's how we define a model citizen. Oh, they've, they've done this in life. They've done that. They've served on the chamber. They've been man or man of the year. They, they have done all of these. They had these great accomplishments. They're self-made men, but a self-made man who has no concern or regard for God or responsible with his word, responsible with the gifts that he's been given, is, is a man who will wind up like Lazarus. He's really irresponsible, but he had done nothing in the public's eyes to send him to jail, much less to send him to hell, right? The spirit of meism is a dangerous spirit. His sin was not that he did cruel things to Lazarus. His sin was that he did not even see Lazarus. Walked by him, walked by him, walked by him, right? And so limited vision, men, will get in the way of what God wants to do in us. To have limited vision is, is to take those tools that we were given over the last three, four weeks and leave them in our tool belt and not use them for God's glory, much less be responsible with what God has given us. And then limited faith would be the other thing. Sometimes we don't use things because we have limited faith. Right, God wants to give us. He's the giver of faith. Faith is the currency that moves God. But there is no doubt with limited faith, what will happen is we'll blame. Well, God, I, I just, I didn't know I was supposed to say anything. I didn't know I was supposed to give anything. I didn't know that now was the time for me to be prophetic and to sow that seed in their life. I just didn't know. I just, I've got limited faith. It, 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 there are times that we think, man, will God really move? If I say anything, or will I just simply look like a fool? I, I do it too. It's a great challenge. And we've got to pray that God would give us the strength, the strength and the faith to speak and to be responsible with the gospel, with the gifts that he's given us at the time that we're supposed to be. It's what happened in Genesis, right? You remember it was the woman, the serpent, uh, the woman. And when God shows up, he came walking through in the cool of the day. And he says, Adam, where are you? And he said, I was naked, so I hid. 
Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the forbidden fruit, from the forbidden tree? The woman that you gave me. And then the woman says what? The serpent. It just keeps going because somebody's got to pay the penalty for somebody's irresponsibility. And they know it. They know it. We've got to pray that God would just give us the faith, right? That, that he would give us the faith that he sent me to this life, in this life, for his plan, for his purpose, to speak up and to have faith that he will move when I plant that seed, when I give that prophetic word, when I send someone out apostolically, so, so to speak, right? When, when I teach and when I preach, just believing that God's going to do something great, that comes through faith. So pray for a full measure of faith, men. The other thing that Dive had, there's three things here. He had limited vision, limited faith, and limited love. The third and last thing, Dive loved his family and friends. And most of the time, that's easy to do. It's easy to love those who love you back, right? Probably loves everyone who who would would be a guest, everyone who praised him for all of his mighty accomplishments in life for his wealth and for his manner and for for uh, maybe even some of his generosity towards making him look even better. I don't know, right? But he did have limited love. His love was measured. It was somewhat exclusive. He didn't love the poor. He didn't love the needy, the outcast. He didn't love people who were different from him. You know, years ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I was sitting with, uh, with Greg Tucker and and we were just just visiting, and he said that that very week he was sitting in a parking lot, and as he sat in that parking lot, he noticed a homeless person coming across and looked like he was going to come up to his window or she was going to come up to his window and ask him for money or something, but instead they just kind of walked on by, and, and Greg said, you know, I looked at them and said, I wonder what ripped their heart out for them to wind up in this in the situation that they were in. You know, he saw him through a different lens. He said, I would have never seen that person before. And of course, he's had some terrible tragedies in his life, but there's no doubt that, that sometimes that limited love is on us until God wakes us up to see what he sees and to love those whom he loves. See, Dive, he didn't love the people who were different from him. He just loved the ones that were the same. And we're called into this world, not to be of the world, but into it in order to, to love people to a place at the table, men. And responsible people will do that. Mother Teresa, of course, worked in a leper colony all of her life, believing each one. And when she was asked, how do you do this? How have you done this, you know, all these years? And the way she responded was incredible. She said, I see every one of them as being Jesus and me serving Jesus. Elizabeth Barrett Browning, she once said, Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with God, and only those who take off their shoes, and only those who see it take off their shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. You know, the, the earth is, is full of people who need us to be responsible with the gift sets that, that we've been trained up in for us to mature in them and be responsible with them. Because when we're irresponsible, people's very souls are at risk. So men, this morning, I challenge you, uh, let's be responsible. Let's be men who, who understand the consequences of irresponsibility and let's fill the gaps and let's, let's see people as God sees people. 
Let's not have limited vision, limited faith, or limited love. Man, it's good to be with you this morning. Look forward to next week. Uh, Gents is going to be with us to share us a, share a word with us, and uh, so make sure that uh, that you're here and continue to invite others to be a part of our men's study. And feel free to join one of those groups. They'll be listing questions here in a minute. Josh will be, and you just click on that link, and it'll put you in a group. You'll see us face-to-face. Join that Zoom group, and uh, let's enjoy the presence of one another. Thank you.